0: Welcome to Pocket Fiction by Steve Cook. Diplomatic Immunity, a short story. Ray stepped off the skimmer's touchplate and stared up at the sky. This close to Jupiter, the view was dwarfed by the gas giant and the sun's feeble rays barely registered. The thin European gravel crunched beneath his booted feet, and, even through the enviro-suit, he felt cold. He looked over to where the spider diplomat was waiting, near a small tent set up for negotiations. No, he reminded himself, the Jovian, not the spider. They'd warned him about this back on Earth. You must do your very best, as our ambassador, to view the opposing side's ambassador as having equal stature to yourself. It was so difficult, though. The Jovians were huge, the spider portion of their body similar in length to a Terran pony, and their segmented legs moved constantly, as if keeping balance. Where the head and eyes of an ordinary spider would be, a thick, hairy torso sprouted. Some of the features that humans would recognise were there. Abdominal muscles, nipples, even a belly button buried under the thick, black hair. Bony growths, like armour, kept their vitals from harm. Their arms were wide-set and thick, three powerful fingers on each hand, and then there were their heads. Ray shuddered, fangs sticking out at all angles from their blood-red mouths, a deep-cut brow heavy over glimmering eyes, and no nose to speak of. Naked, of course, but the same taboos didn't seem to apply. The Jovians were occasionally seen in blankets made of the fine, light Joverweed that they farmed, or practical bandoliers, but never clothes. They had reproductive organs but they were hidden away under hard carapace. Ray brought his hands up to straighten his waistcoat, and made contact with the suit instead. He frowned, and wriggled around a little, until the rucked up material felt more comfortable. This was the first attempt by either side to open diplomatic proceedings, and Ray knew it was nothing short of a miracle that this meeting could be arranged. The Jovian opened his mouth, the fangs moving independently like pincers, producing a faint clicking sound, Ray turned the external mic on, and the sound became much louder. The Jovian bowed, a strangely human gesture, and pointed to the table and chair to its right. There was a brief pause, and then the computer's quiet voice sounded in his ear. Welcome to planet, man-human. This one is Griff. Sit. Ray straightened up and marched forward. Got to appear confident, he muttered. A metre from the table, he stopped, "'bowed and prodded the translator control in the palm of his hand. "'Thank you for meeting me,' he said slowly, "'aware that the computer was processing his words "'as guttural growls, clicks and the occasional whistle. "'My name is Ray Hodgson, Ambassador for Earth.' "'He faltered for a moment as he noticed the gun on the table. "'It was machine-made, no doubt, sleek and deadly, "'far more intricate than a Jovian could manage, "'more evidence that the machine had allied with the Jovians.' He pointed to the gun. You are aware I have diplomatic immunity? he said. The Jovian nodded. Immunity? Griff echoed, and picked up the gun by its barrel. It casually threw it into the tent, and Ray breathed out a sigh of relief. He slid into the single seat at the table, and Griff arranged his legs so that he gave the impression of being seated opposite. Your man-human attack our birthing creche, the alien began. And our food make place. This must stop. Ray nodded, then stopped, remembering that there was no equivalent motion among the Jovians. True, but that is just the latest in a long line of attacks by each side. Who knows which side started the brutality? We know, Griff replied, almost before the translator had finished. Your man-human landed on Ganymede and claimed it as home place. It was our home place before that. Your man-humans saw us as wild animals and attacked. We attacked. You attacked. War. It moved all six of its legs, and then its arms, like an incredibly complex shrug. Now we hear. I bring the news that the Emperor is prepared to offer terms, Ray said, opening the battered briefcase he carried. A few of the pieces of paper immediately floated out into the low European gravity, but he placed a hand firmly on the pile. You're being beaten back on Ganymede and Titan and the cost to your people must be phenomenal. He paused while the speaker on the chest plate of his suit chittered away. We do not wish this senseless killing to go on. Lay down your bomb guns, the response came. The war continues only because we both fight. Our psychs have identified your base of operations on Titan, Ray said quietly. We are prepared to assault it if you do not cease this struggle. He leaned forward. You don't want to be responsible for all those deaths, do you? The Jovian's head swivelled almost completely around, then back again, a gesture of dismissal. Ray felt his stomach turn. It was the quickness of their movements that contributed most heavily to mankind's enmity towards the spiders. We want, need, our home planet back, Griff said, mandible fangs chattering against each other. Titan and Ganymede, they are ours. We would, of course, allow you to live in specially designated reserves, Ray said, finally relaxing a little. He pulled the largest piece of paper out of the briefcase and unfolded it. It was a map of Titan, several large sections marked off in English. As far as could be determined, the Jovians didn't have a written language. See, here and here. These are vast areas, far larger than you need, Ray said. In return, we will leave you in peace to do whatever it is you do. Griff rocked forwards, peered stiffly at the map, then settled back again. He laced his thick fingers together. What of the migration? The, uh, migration? Griff backed off a little, pointed legs clattering on the gravel. He pointed a finger up at the sky and moved it around in a large circle. Every great year, the herds move. We come together in a great joining. Much trading. Griff paused. Much joining of man-person and woman-person. He smiled. It was a gesture the Jovians appeared to have inherited wholesale from humans and it suited their faces. The expression was terrifying. The effect was terrifying. Teeth fully spread and quivering. Yes, Ray said, wishing he could wipe the sweat beading on his forehead. Well, we've allowed space for that, we hope. You see that the areas are joined by corridors which are for movement between the habitats. He had been against the corridors, advocating instead for the entire area for the Jovians to be in one bulk. Central had shouted him down pointing out that a people in several small groups are more easily monitored and controlled than all in one place, where anything could be hidden. "'I have terms,' the Jovian said finally. "'For human person. "'Leave Ganymede. "'Leave Titan. "'Leave Europa. "'We want Europa. "'In return, we let you live.' Ray stared, sure for a second that the translator would correct that last statement. Then he gave a short laugh. "'Really?' I hardly think you're in a position to be making threats, he said. Griff took a step around the table, and Ray felt a twinge of fear. He stood up and began to back away, but for every step he took, Griff came closer. You come to our home planet. You kill us. A step. We fight back. You make us work in mines. Another step. We already own Europa. We will kill all human person. The wizard will show us how. Ray stumbled over a rock and went down on his back. Griff towered over him, silhouetted in front of Jupiter, low on the horizon. The giant arms, easily able to crush a human skull, folded across Griff's chest. But not you. We not kill you. Ray licked his lips. No? Diplomat immunity, like Ray Hodgson said. Ray got up, watching Griff warily, and scuttled backwards towards the skimmer. The alien, impassive, watched him go. The eyes under their Neanderthal brow seemed cunning, sly, glittering in the light of an alien world. Ray climbed into the hatch and sealed the door. As the skimmer came in for its landing on Phobos, two days later, Ray was still pondering the conversation. Could he have misunderstood an important facet of the spider's speech, or tone? Was there a hidden meaning somewhere that led to the utter failure? At least he had proof now that the machine had recruited, or allied with, the Jovians. Humanity would have to fight a war on two fronts. As the skimmer's engine wound down and the clanking of the service tube being attached to the hull sounded, Ray sighed and rubbed his eyes. It was going to be up to xenopsychologists and psychs now. Perhaps Central should have sent one of them instead of him, but no, they'd wanted a well-briefed neutral party, a Terran ambassador. Base Commander Wilcox was there to meet him with three of his aides. The door hissed open, and Wilcox immediately saluted. Ambassador Hodgson, sir, he said, his voice as clean-cut as his appearance. Welcome back to Phobos Base, sir. At ease, Ray said, and stepped into the base proper. Any word from my wife? No, sir, the reply came, but there's a priority one call from Earth. There will be... Ray stared as the commander's face suddenly turned beetroot red and his voice choked off. Commander Wilcox? The commander sank to his knees, clutching at his throat, and then Ray realised that the aides were in the same straits. They began to spasm, tensing and untensing, and he knelt down by the commander's writhing body. What? What's going on? He flipped the big man onto his back and at that moment the spasm stopped. Wilcox's hands relaxed, his expression calmed, and Ray realised that the man was dead. Ray stood up and staggered backwards. Two of the aides were dead as well, the third still twitching on the floor. Alone in the corridor, Ray screamed for help. The tailored nanoweapon, the latest weapon in the war, scoured Phobos base clean of life. 350 command staff and researchers died in agony as nanomachines rewrote their biology, making oxygen poisonous to them. Like a plague doctor of old, unknowingly spreading the disease further, Ray Hodgson staggered from the dead to the dying, finally barricading himself in an office, in a futile attempt to ward off something of which he had no concept. The next day, the spider strike force landed on the planet. Their living ships released landing pods, and from those fleshy structures charged over a hundred spiders, armed and armoured. When Griff stepped into the base, breathing capsule over the lower half of his face, It was to a report that only one life sign still remained. The barricade was easy to dismantle, and when the door hushed open, the human, Ray Hodgson, was sat in the corner, clutching a gun. You! Ray shouted. The breathing capsule tapped the chitin near Griff's ear holes, efficiently replicating the sounds he would hear in Jovian. This one, yes. You did this! The human person's eyes were leaking, his tiny square teeth bared. You killed them all. Not all, Griff said. Amusement tinged his voice. You have immunity.